Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here is Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Have a wonderful, blessed day. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. And welcome everyone, uh, wherever you are in the world, um, uh, whenever you're listening. We know most people listen to the podcast, not uh, the event live, although we've been doing the event live for I don't know, 12 to 14 years. We are honored by your presence. Um, Every week we want to give you a little something to think about, a little something to challenge you, and a little something to practically apply to make your life just a little bit better. What we're going to be talking about today is some, some basic programming you have that you're probably not getting the benefit of and how to start getting the benefit of that. And, and it can be life-changing, absolutely. Let, let, me, let me give you an illustration. Our body and mind were designed, I'm sorry, a computer, let me back up there, a computer was designed to work the way our body and mind work. The computer was modeled after the human mind and brain, not the other way around, okay? And man, we have made all kinds of incredible advances in computer. I had the very first Mac that ever came out and I got it out of the box and put it up and I was excited about it, but I didn't have a clue how to make it work. It was not intuitive really. It wasn't that obvious, even though it was, I guess, a lot more obvious than the, than the IBM or the PCs. Um, I had trouble figuring out how to, to make it work, and then my email would not work with people who did not have a Mac, and there were all kinds of compatibility issues, and then there was just sort of, okay, you really can't do all that much with this thing, even though it's kind of cool, and as it's evolved, today, of course, you can do all kinds of things with computers, and we have the Star Trek cell phones in our pockets, and and tablets, and I mean, it's just incredible. But what I'd like you to know today is that as wonderful and advanced, at least when it's used for good, our computers are, they are tinker toys compared to the human mind and brain. Uh, Let me give you a couple illustrations. The latest research 
on the hard drive type memory capacity and functioning of the human mind is way beyond what they had previously thought. And the latest research puts it at about one quadrillion bytes. How much is that? Basically, the content of the entire internet. And that's in every single person. That's not in, you know, a thousand people combined if we're all doing ESP or something together. No, 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 no. That's each and every human mind and brain, the capacity of the entire internet, only it's more than that, okay? Uh, For instance, the human body and mind has a safety program built in that if anything starts to happen that would be dangerous to you, it acts before you even have time to think. You put your foot on the brake before you have time to think, put my foot on the brake, and it saves your life. And everyone's emergency response system has probably saved their life many, many times already in your life, no matter how old you are. It's it's phenomenal. We have another mechanism or program built into us that's even more phenomenal than that. It's called psychological adaptation. Basically, psychological adaptation is a a function built into your brain and mind that will make you okay in any possible situation in six months or less. And usually it's a lot less, but for the most extreme situation, about six months or less. Uh, One of the studies that validates that was absolutely mind-boggling. They took brand new lottery winners who overnight became millionaires and brand new paraplegics who had been in a horrible accident and overnight had become paralyzed for the rest of their life from their neck down. They gave them all sorts of uh, tests at the start of the study for happiness, contentment, uh, meaning and purpose in life, uh, pain, not only physical but non-physical, etc., etc., etc. And as you might guess, at the start of the study, the lottery winners' scores on those tests were absolutely through the roof. Good, on the good side. And the, the paraplegics were under the floor from a bad perspective. I don't want to live anymore, I hate my life, why me, I mean, you name it, okay? Six months later, without any intervention at all, they retest the two groups and they're the same. The paraplegics are just as happy with their life as the lottery winners. Let me tell you, that that is mind-boggling. That is... You got to be kidding. You're lying to me. No way that can be true kind of stuff. But it is true. And it's not because of their circumstances got better. The, the paraplegics were still paraplegics and the lottery winners were still lottery winners. It's the mechanism built into the brain and mind. And that mechanism is to make you okay in virtually any 
and every possible scenario. Not that you like it, but that after a period of time, you're okay and can still live your life with meaning and purpose. Um, here, here's sort of a... I've tried, to been coming up, I've tried to come up with a good analogy for this, and I don't know that this is very good, but it's about the best one I can think of. Let's go back to the computer again. If the computer had psychological adaptation and the survival mechanisms built into it, it would kind of be like this. Um, your computer gets a virus or something. Uh, you get really, really frustrated and angry because you've got a deadline and you've got to get something done, but you can't get it done because the computer keeps malfunctioning. And so you finally reach your boiling point and explode and you literally open up your window and throw the computer out. You're so angry. Well, if the computer had their survival mechanisms and psychological adaptation built into them, uh, one of a few things would happen. Either miraculously somehow it would fly back in the window as soon as you threw it out and land itself safely on a tabletop. And if you tried to throw it back out again, you couldn't. Or if you're maybe like my younger son when he was a little kid and he was playing a computer game and lost his last life in the game and was so upset that he smashed his hands on the computer, crunched it, and it was dead from then on, okay? Well, if that computer had the survival mechanisms and psychological adaptation, it would either reach up and stop his hands from hitting the computer, or after it had been crunched, it would like regenerate itself like some organic life form or something. Okay? Now, I know this, is, this sounds absurd, right? But this is what you have built into you in order to keep you happy, healthy, with meaning, purpose, fulfilled, able to do work, have great relationships, etc. Um, an ancient manuscript says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, if anything, that's underselling it. You are made in a way that if they ever invented a computer that could do similar things, everybody would call it a miracle. How did you do that? That's not possible for a computer to do all this kind of stuff, okay? Well, typically it would not be possible for an organic life form either, but we have this programming built into us that causes us, when we're working the way we're supposed to, to kind of live in a miraculous type of functioning with safety systems, with systems to make us okay no matter what happens, and to be able to keep on with a life of meaning, purpose, and, and a, a very real sense of happiness and health. So, if that is true, and it absolutely is, if that is true, then what's the deal? How come I'm not working that way? How come you're not working that way? How come we're getting less and less happy with our life? How come even though we're living longer, we're, get, we're getting more and more unhealthy? Well, 
I believe it's because over time, and I mean with time, I mean thousands of years, there has been a devolution of our internal systems and functioning that are absolutely miraculous beyond belief, but they've gotten gunked up and aren't working right. Okay? So, what I want to talk about for just a couple of minutes is what's causing that problem and what can we do to fix that? Okay. So, in other words, the way it is, even though it's not the way it seems. It doesn't seem like we have all this miraculous stuff built into us because I don't feel like my life is that great. Now, that's not true of me. I do feel like my life is that great. But at about 27, when I started working on this stuff, I did not think that at all. I thought my life is horrible. And what have I done? And why me? And, and all that sort of thing, which is more the type of person I talk to today. Those are kind of the things they would tend to be saying. All right, let's talk about psychological adaptation for a minute. There's been a devolution over thousands of years that is keeping psychological adaptation from working the way it's supposed to in a great percentage of people. It was with me. It was with my wife, Hope. Uh, it, it is with a lot of people. Not everyone, but a lot. Okay? Let me explain it this way. Uh, most of you realize, if you're listening to this program, that everything boils down to energy. That's what e equals mc squared means. Okay? And everything that's energy has a frequency, a wavelength, and a color associated with it. Okay? So, a healthy liver has a certain frequency, and a cancerous liver cell has a certain frequency that's different from the healthy frequency. And that's basically what an MRI and a CT scan do. They don't scan for tumors. They scan for the frequency of a tumor. And then if they pick that up, they make a picture of a tumor. Okay? So you can have very similar frequencies, like both are liver frequencies, but one is very positive, one is very negative. Okay, um, I talk about the heart. I believe the heart is where the rubber meets the road. Uh, about six years into Hope's 12-year depression, I came across the ancient manuscript written by Solomon who said, guard your heart above everything else, for from it flows all the issues of life. I checked with three scholars who said in the context of what Solomon is saying in the original language, that would apply to cancer, that would apply to your work and finances, that would apply to relationships, it would reply, apply to anything. What Solomon is saying is that any problem, basically, you could ever have in your life has at its source coming from the heart. Well, if you reverse engineer, then that would mean that if you fix it in the heart, then it should start to be fixed in the symptoms or the symptoms going away. And I believe that is exactly the case. So what is in the heart? Well, when I was in my uh, master's and PhD program in psychology 
and they talked about the unconscious mind. Man, I just started having lights go on every which way because it it just I just knew it just I just felt it what psychology is cause, calling the unconscious mind plus some other stuff I believed was what Solomon was calling the heart which also made sense because in psychology that's where your memories are that's basically where the programming for everything that's ever happened to you, everything you've ever learned, how to ride a bike, how to blow bubbles, how to whistle, how to walk, uh, how to do your job right, okay? Your memories are, are that programming. Without them, you wouldn't be able to walk. You wouldn't be able to do your job. You wouldn't be able to do much of anything, okay? What are those memories made of? Are they made of flesh and blood and bone and tissue? No, they're not. They're made of energy. They've cut out every part of the brain and the memories are still there. Okay? So in the heart, you have positive and negative memories and positive and negative frequencies from those memories, just like the positive... Um, frequency liver cell and the negative frequency liver cell that's the cell that has cancer, okay? Except this may not be cancer, it may be anger or unforgiveness or a negative identity of yourself, low self-worth, etc., 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 okay? So here's the deal with psychological adaptation. Let's say, hypothetically, that the energy frequency range in your heart is minus 10 to plus 10. Now, it would actually be in hertz, okay? But for simplicity's sake, let's just say minus 10 to plus 10, okay? If, if your overall energy of your heart is probably somewhere between, oh, minus 3 and above, psychological adaptation can go in there and make everything okay in six months or less. It can, it can deal with that. It can, it's designed for that type of thing to be able to make it okay. Alright? But there is some number. No one knows exactly what it is because we don't have any machines that are capable of measuring it. But there is some number on the negative energy scale of your heart where if your heart energy gets this negative or more, it's too much for psychological adaptation to overcome. Now my guess is that somewhere around negative 4, negative 5, and lower. Alright? So if that is the, the energy of your heart, then psychological adaptation can't work and your survival instinct starts malfunctioning all the time because your heart is constantly telling it there's an emergency when there's not. Okay? So, is there a way to fix that? Absolutely. Glad you asked. Um... I would use Trilogy, absolutely. I'd use Trilogy for anything and everything. I would make it like your teeth brushing energy work every day. 
because you can do it in three minutes once if you want or more, okay? But another thing I would recommend is a program I just came out with, took me 30 years to do. It's called Memory Engineering, okay? And what Memory Engineering does is it goes into the spiritual heart or the unconscious mind and it starts to find memories with that negative energy frequency, just like the, the liver cell that was cancerous with the negative frequency, and neutralize the negative frequency. Uh, in the field of psychology, we've all known for decades, probably a hundred years or more, that it all boils down to your memories. I mean, that's where Freud started, talk about your mother, you know, and we've, we've advanced a lot since then, in some ways anyway. But it's, it's all about your memories, positive memories. Uh, tell your brain you're safe, don't need to turn the stress response on, psychological adaptation kicks in whenever it's needed. You're, for the most part, happy and healthy, okay? But when the, the energy of your heart or unconscious becomes too negative, then the stress response malfunction and psychological adaptation, it's too much for it to overcome it. So, uh, I came up with a program, just released it a few months ago, called Memory Engineering, and according to my publisher, it's also my next book coming out in the fall, according to my publisher, which is a top five New York publisher, it is the first published process in the history of the world on memory engineering, on how to go into a memory or multiple memories and change them from negative to positive. The analogy is kind of like if you could go back in time and, and do an event over again in order to have a different outcome. That's kind of the net end result. Of course, you're not going back in time, but in another sense, you are because your unconscious does not differentiate between past, present, and future. It treats it all as present tense reality, okay? So, by changing, or you might say healing, your memories, because the problem in every memory that is a problem is a lie, okay? So by changing or healing your memories, it starts to shift that energy content of your heart or unconscious from negative six to negative five and a half, from negative five and a half to negative five, from negative five to negative four and a half, and so on and so forth until finally you will reach a place that maybe is minus three or above where all of a sudden, psychological adaptation can. It is powerful enough to deal with that. And so it comes in and whoosh, takes you the rest of the way automatically, kind of like snapping your fingers, and it is wonderful. But so many people aren't experiencing that because the energy balance of their heart is too out of balance to the negative. Okay, but there is a way to fix that now. The other thing I wanted to address, and then I'm done, is that we, we are made good. 
okay? If you get a brand new uh, iMac or PowerBook or a brand new Dell top-of-the-line computer or a brand new IBM top-of-the-line computer and you take that thing out of the box and plug it in and man, it is fast. It is. It does stuff your other computer wouldn't do. It's cool. It's, woo, boy, I'm excited. You would probably say or could say, yeah, this computer is good. This is a good computer, okay? Well, what I want you to know is that you are made good, but way, way more so than the computer. Dr. Carolyn Leaf and her wonderful research says based on the research, we do not have one mechanism in us for the negative. When we experience a negative, it's always a malfunction. We're built good. We're built for the positive. We're built for a great, happy, healthy life. But one of the things that messes us up from that and it messes up the, the energy balance of our heart is, is we will do something wrong and think, because I did something wrong, I'm bad instead of good. And that, that frequency in the body and mind will shoot straight to the hypothalamus in your brain and kick on the stress response when it should not be kicked on because you're not in a life-threatening situation. You're just believing a lie about yourself, okay? So I would, I would encourage you to change your thinking about that. Um, when you do something bad or wrong, it doesn't mean you are bad or wrong. It means that now you have bad or wrong in you in the same way that a computer would have a virus in it. Now, if your computer got a virus, you wouldn't just throw it out the window because it got a virus. You would get Norton or one of those other antivirus programs or you'd take it into the technician, get the virus taken off, and it works right again, right? Well, that's, that's a similar way that wrong or sin or bad is in you, okay? It's in you like a virus, but it's not you. You're still a good computer. You just need to take the virus off, okay? But when we start thinking of ourselves all the time as I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad, that is a negative frequency that throws our heart to a negative balance and can keep psychological adaptation from working as well as kicking us into constant stress. Now, the one caveat about this is that I believe for us to truly function this way, we have to be right with God. I, I don't think there's any other way because that wrong, that mistake, has to be paid for. That's justice. So there not only has to be grace, there has to be justice and grace, which means somebody's got to pay for that, okay? And I believe God paid for that for me. And so if I'm right with God, then that's paid for, so it's not me, it's just something in me, so I don't have to think of myself that way. And now my heart energy is good, psychological adaptation can work, 
and I'm not in stress all the time because of the negative frequencies being shot to my brain, okay? So what I would recommend you think about this week is are you right with God or higher power? If not, to me, that's the first step. Get right with God or higher power, okay? Number two, get memory engineering and start cleaning up these memories, even if you don't know what they are, in your unconscious, in your spiritual heart that are keeping psychological adaptation from working and spiking your stress response. When you do that, it's going to make a, a, a night and day difference in your life because you're going, to be, you're going to be like the paraplegics where before, oh, my life is terrible, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Six months later, once psychological adaptation does kick in, you're going to be, ah, I'm okay. Let me focus on positive things because I'm okay. It's very difficult to focus on positive things when you believe you're bad and not okay. So think about it. It's the way it is even though it's not the way it seems. Okay? So fix your psychological adaptation. Fix your stress response by fixing the energy balance in your heart and get right with God and... You're on your way to a much, much better life, virtually guaranteed.